down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to one, episode 150. Could be 160. I really do not know when this is getting slotted in, but this is a very exciting uh, recording for me because I'm joined by one of my favorite people. He's the handsome portion of the Wolf Council. Uh, he's currently a member of Team America for the WTC. Currently residing, is it? Are you in Chicago or are you in Boston, mate? Boston. Boston, that's it. Oh, you got a little bit of a Boston accent on it as well. Yeah, working on it, working on it. Boston. <laughs> I, I, I will not do it. You, I will. I, I, I will. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just a fun 20 minutes of the episode? Just me and you just like absolutely butchering American accent. But I'm joined by the wonderful, the beautiful Jaime Paris. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing great, man. And welcome everybody to the Champions of Russ podcast where we're going to be crying together for an hour. We very well might. Well, I'm excited. So I've recorded a bunch of, po- of, of by the time you listen yeah. to this, I have recorded, uh, I think I've got four uh, of these done post points and the points only came out last weekend. So I'm churning the crap out of these episodes, but this is the first time I'm doing one that is quite low on the totem, totem pole and people are quite down on. And I'm hoping we can give some people some hope, but I ain't going to make any promises because uh, it's, it's any... Look, I'll straight, straight up, every Marine faction is good, but someone had to be the worst of the bunch. And it's not really much beating yeah. around the bush <laughs> about which one it is. Yeah. But, mate, uh, please plug your wares. Where can people find you if they'd like to uh, join in? Where can people tune into some of your exploits with uh, Team America for WTC as well? Sure. So I'm part of Tabletop Life. We have a YouTube channel, so you can check us out at Tabletop Life. Uh, we do battle reports, breakdowns, that kind of stuff. I haven't been very active because I'm very busy with uh, – with a non-40K life, um, but I'm also part of Team USA for WTC. We have a Facebook page that you can mm-hmm. check out announcements. We have a great group of guys. Everyone's grinding, and uh, everyone's super excited to go to Belgium this year in August. So uh, mm. keep an eye out for how we do and uh, cheer us on because we need we need all the support we can get. Man, it's such an exciting time in the the WTC landscape. the The arms race is on, and we're gonna in a couple of weeks when the when lists are in and then lists go live, we will see who thinks they've got the the sweet, who thinks they've made the gold happen, who thinks they've cracked the matchups or found the sweet spots. It's gonna be so wild mm-hmm. to unpack tenth edition once all the best players in the world have literally spent nothing but the like the last month trying to perfect as much as they can. It's really really exciting, but. If you do not know, if you are just a Space Wolf freaking enthusiast and you were joining me at Art of War Down Under for the first time, this is a two-part podcast. The first part comes out lovingly uh, curated by myself and Seamus Ronan at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesdays. The part two of this podcast can be found at Art of War Down Under over on Patreon, where you can get access to a beautiful Discord, help guide, put in questions, and dictate the content that I make to some degree. At the moment, there's there's no real pattern to what I'm doing. I had some great aspirations of having the patrons, you know, tell me which ones they wanted me to do. And now things have just gotten so hectic and I've been dubbed into it. I'm just literally recording whatever episodes I can whenever I can get the people I want to talk to about it on. But if you want to join in and be involved with that as well, and possibly get some very early content, because once this stuff uh, gets done by the editor, there's no need for me to hold it back from the patrons. You guys, they just get the content as soon as it's it's hot off the press. Whereas if you're not, if you're if you're on the other side of the paywall, well, every Tuesday you just get your next episode, and if that's good enough for you, that's uh, so much the better. Enjoy it. Hopefully, Art of War Night is helping you stay up to date, stay current, and stay relevant in this great, never evolving tenth edition. But my man, jumping into the Space Wolves review. What was your first impression? Yeah. What was your first impression, your hot take, uh, once you went through this index for the first time? So my first impression was a little biased because I came from ninth edition, having had a lot of fun and success with mm-hmm. Wolf Guard Jump Pack units, Wolfen, my special characters, my successor with double exploding yep. sixes and so on. So I went looking for that mobility, that MSU power, and mm-hmm. that punch in combat where like one thunder hammer suddenly can wipe a squad of marine yeah. if you roll, roll enough sixes, right? Mm-hmm. So I came looking for that power and at first glance, I did not see it. And I was pretty disappointed, right? Like there was no more wolf guard with jump packs. Yeah. Wolf and no more. So it was, I was upset. I was upset. I won't sugarcoat it. 
Well, for, dude, I echo that sentiment completely. Like when the the four, I think the four Space Marine subfactions came out, like the the non Codex compliant ones. I went through mm-hmm. all of them, like like a cursory go through all of them, and I was like, yeah. uh, most of most of the Space War rules don't even hold a candle to the Gladius, let alone no. giving anything spicy or thematic to Space Wars. Yeah. Everything they have just has another level of ter- terms and conditions on it, as I love to say on this show. And everything they mm-hmm. it seems like they have to work harder for stuff that everyone else just gets given. Yeah. Like you look at Death Watch, you look at Dark mm. Angels, you look at just Blood Angels, like the rules that we have to fight for, as you said, right? We, everyone else gets for free yeah. at the beginning it, of the yeah, game, whereas yeah. you're going to get them through like for just grinding. Dude, yeah, yeah, Templars rock up to the table, pick the buff you want. Most likely, six, yeah. I'll feel no pain. There is nothing yeah. in the entire Space Wolves lexicon, the entire index that holds a candle to just that six, I'll feel no pain. Um, that, that, that they get mind you i do think there's some very interesting data sheets some really cool thematic yeah. and powerful special characters that hopefully we'll give some people we, we can work on especially in part two we're going to pack some of jaime's lists what he's excited about what he yes. wants to run why he thinks it's good stuff like that so please jump over there but mate let's jump into uh the detachment rules which of course is champions mm-hmm. of Russ. same usual restrictions you get everybody else uh, but you cannot include tactical squads assault squads assaults with jump pack devastator squads command squads or primary apothecaries because you have all of those yourself except for the apothecary we're going to go another edition where the space wolves do not have the apoth i mean <laughs> nor wise they're accurate we don't have apothecaries but our chaplains are supposed to be our apothecary Mm-hmm. And they don't, they lost their rule to like heal for a CP. Like they didn't even yeah. give us that bad rule. <laughs> it was like, where's the fluff? Mm-hmm. I want the fluff. It is a bit rough. Tell us how the deeds uh, worthy of saga work. So deeds worthy of a saga are the tenth edition version of your warlord traits from ninth. Right. So ninth, you would give your character a warlord trait that would get a buff, and if they complete the according saga, they would give an army buff or an aura buff. Yeah. And I would say. Any character can complete it and your entire army benefits. So there's four sagas. Saga of the Warrior Born. This one requires your character to kill an enemy character during a battle round. Right? Yep. And if you accomplish that, you get sustained hits one for your entire army. And this applies to only melee weapons, not shooting. Right? And then, um, quick side note, these sagas, when you complete them at the end of the battle round, if the saga tr- thing was completed, you get to pick that saga and activate it. So if you you can only activate one saga per battle, and you can only activate one saga per battle round, is my understanding. Um, is that correct? Yeah. You can, you know, so you can you can activate all the sagas, but only yeah, one, but once, per, once per battle. Once, well, yeah, yeah, one, exactly. yeah, once per battle. Um, it's interesting. So straight up, so these. I, I want to caveat these as well because each one of these requires a character, not a character unit or a joined unit. The actual yeah. character in the unit has to do the thing. Yeah, character model has to yeah. do it. And you have to kill an enemy character model, not mm-hmm. an enemy character unit, right? So you have to get through the entire unit and Correct. the character, not just the bodyguard and then the character yeah. detaching. Well, the, the best case. It's, it's already very hard. Um, the, the, the benefit is you get sustained hits. You get exploding sixes army wide, um, but only on melee weapons. So the yes. the character doesn't have to kill the, the the other character in melee. It says just when they destroy one. Yeah. So you can't do it like you know pop them in there with a plasma pistol or something. Um, yeah. But then only the melee portion gets exploding sixes. Would be much nicer if it was all the time. But anyway, uh, what's the next yeah. one, mate? The next one is Saga of Majesty. So this requires a character model to be within range of an objective in your opponent's deployment zone. So you got to get right in there with your unit. And if you control the objective at the end of either player's turn, then you get the benefit, which is everyone's OC, objective control, that's how you control objectives in 10th mm-hmm. edition, is increased by one. Now that is really, really powerful, really especially because how hard it is to flip objectives with tanks being objective three, objective mm-hmm. five, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It starts mattering when you put multi-model units on an objective, but to take your opponent's home objective, that is 
tough. Difficult. Yeah, not not going to sugarcoat it. It is hard. Uh, the the T's and C's on this are a little on the forgiving side, which I like because it says that um you only need to hold it at the end of any player's turn, so you can just charge it off, you know, charge, you know, onto your opponent's objective, kill off a a menial unit and then just hold it, get wiped yourself, but still get the benefit army wide, which I do like. Um, But still it's, it's a lot of distance to close now that you don't have jump packs. Yeah, exactly. So like you're surviving the turn in the open, then you have to get through their screens. Then you have to get to the home objective, Mm. right? It's tricky. It's cool because there's several units like Fenrisian wolves and several wolves that have objective control zero. And then them going to one is really cool. Your troops going to objective control three makes it really yeah. interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like the apothecary biologist, the guy that goes to nine yeah. OC, yeah. then he goes to 10, you know, just to just to stack <laughs> one more on there, right? Like it's it's cool, it's fun. It's just God, you got to work for it, uh, dude. Exactly right. This is this is what we're saying pretty much. Like, there's so many other ones that just get that just get a freaking buff by by breathing by osmosis yeah. and here you are working your butt off um saga <laughs> of the bear is the next one it's completed if one or more adeptus studies character models from your army were reduced below their starting number of wounds but were not destroyed sorry below half of their starting number of wounds yeah. were not destroyed so i wish it was just freaking half so that if i had a four wound character they get it at two wounds rather than one wound or it's just ex- take damage or just any like, damage. Like, the game yeah. is... like. So, uh, i played a couple of games now. Maybe you're on a similar similar opinion. If the game has got less killy, it ain't by much. It ain't it by much not. at all. And, the units, and, and it's gone less killy because some units do no damage. But the units yeah. that do now do more damage. Oh, stonking. The, the, the killer units are even killier. It's just everyone else dropped off. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the benefit here, once completed, is Adeptus Studies models in your army have the feel no pain six plus. Remember, how I said that you know that there's nothing in here that's as powerful as the Black Templars one because they just get to choose it, and then you have this massive terms and conditions list to get it for yourself. Um, when I first read this, I was like, well, that makes me want to put a, like a character in every unit just for the chance that it's going to happen you know, somewhere, sometime, by accident, without me having to work for it too hard. So there are character models like Wolfguard Battle Leaders that you can put into squads, but, like, then you're just, like, hoping your opponent's last activation decides to shoot at your little unit and you bait it, right? Like, it's... And then you got to fail the save, right? Like it's well, <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Yeah, because the way it works now is that the, if you don't, if you, the attack doesn't have precision, that character can't take any saves or be allocated anything until everyone else can is you unit is dead. To take it on the you can't. I, I, I don't think you can. You, you might be right, and you can. But from from uh, from what I can tell, I don't I don't know if you can. But yeah, we'll actually well let's uh, let's look into that in part two. We'll we'll leave it on the side. Yeah. That's a little little it's tidbit. We'll we'll do a little deep dive. Uh, what's the last one? The last one is Saga of the Beast Slayer, probably the easiest one to get, and it's pretty good. So this one is completed if one of Astartes' character model, model, not the unit, from an army destroys one or more enemy monsters or vehicles during the battle round. And the benefit is melee weapons equipped with your units have the lethal hits. So if you start stacking these, it's really cool because sustained hits and lethal hits but you still have to kill a model, a monster vehicle. It doesn't say in combat, but only your melee weapons get lethal hits. Yeah, and it's... I don't know what people impression, people's impressions of the edition are so far at home, but it's, it seems to be like it's going to be a very shooty edition. And the, all, with all these being predominantly melee-based, or, you know, I, I do like the OC control, but I really like the Feel No Pain... Um, it's, it, I wonder how how, my, how far out of the way I should go to get these things. What, what's your value proposition there? Should, should people really build their armies to try and min-max these? Or should we just be like, if they happen, cool, moving on? So the two challenges, right? The first is if you wanted to take this detachment, the Champion of Ross for these sagas, because you're limited to activating one per battle round, it's going to take you at least four battle rounds to get them all. And it's going to require four characters with four effective units to complete these, right? You need a unit to cross the table to get your home, obje- your opponent's objective. Yep. You need a unit to go kill the character enemy model. You need a unit where the character can tank some damage, but still go below half, but not die. And then the last one is going and killing a monster or vehicle. So it's, it's four units with four characters over four battle rounds. 
like how do you argue that this is worth pursuing over <laughs> the lance the, gla- the gladius attack? You, you make a strong case there, my man. <laughs> it, what, how, yeah, yeah. How do you even contemplate that this is well? We'll unpack that. We'll unpack the rest of the package because hopefully the stratagems yes. are superb. Hopefully the enhancements are really worthwhile. But on face value, this is awful. Straight it's, up, it's it's great for a narrative game. It's great for casual play. It's great for low level competitive. If you just want to have fun. Yeah. In part two, I'm going to share some really silly, fun lists Hell that yeah. can score this stuff. Like, I've built a list to score all four sagas. That's awesome. But you're not winning a tournament, but you are going to have fun. So, you know, uh, pick what you want to do with your game, man. It's early 10th. It's not exactly balanced just yet. Correct. I wouldn't worry about trying to win a tournament with Woos just yet. Every so, Woos player is incredibly passionate. Just go enjoy it, man. That's a great perspective, man. I freaking echo that. Like, it, it's going to be – the edition's going to be a mess for probably about three to six months. So yes. whilst this might not be the most competitive option, don't split hairs. If you want to play it, you go freaking play it. It's yeah, your man. army. It's your hobby. And if you want to you give this a crack, give it a freaking crack. Um, First and foremost, though, they should change all of these to be a character-adjoined unit. So if the character yes. or the unit gets the job done, like if you, if a, if the unit that a character is joined to kills a character, cool, you get that saga. If the unit you're joined to kills a monster or vehicle, you get that saga. Um, it should, really should do that because it's so hard to get that activation correct. Yeah. Like you're going to be sitting there slow rolling dice at nauseam, trying to get it get, get the perfect amount of wounds gone before you 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 activate your character with their thunder hammer to try and get the last two off that character, you know, stuff exactly. like that to try and get the fini- the, the killing blow on the the Armager Warglaive, you know, <laughs> with mm-hmm. you, with your guy with his lightning claws or whatever. Um, it's yeah. going to be it's going to be more it's going to be more annoying than uh, than you think. Anyway, give hey, us the. Hey, hey. Space Wolf players have always enjoyed a challenge. We played when we were the weakest army and we did great. That's right. When we became the strongest people tailored against us and we enjoyed the challenge. We've always been the underdogs and we will continue to be so. I love it. I I love it. Love it so much. All right. First of the stratagems is Armor Contempt. And you know exactly what this does. It's exactly the same as every other Marine one. You've maybe you've heard me review this for other Marine chapters already. So we're not going to bother. Give us the next one, brother. Go for the throat. So this is a strat that was also in ninth edition, little reworded. It's used in the fight phase when one of your starties units has not been selected to fight and is being activated until the end of the phase, they get an extra point of AP on their melee weapons. And if a saga of the beast slayer, that's the one where you kill the monster monster vehicle, you get the Lance ability. Lance is plus one to wound wound. if you charge. Great stratagem. Because extra AP is super useful because yeah, AP in combat is pretty low. And then the plus one wound from Lance, super useful <laughs> if you've done Saga of the Beast. Man, yeah, what, one CP for just one plus one AP, more than good enough already. And, you know, if, if cool, if you're playing against Knights and you smash one down already, so much the better. The next one's easier to kill. I like that one a lot. Yeah. I think it's really good. Yeah. Um, Runic Wards is up next. This is one CP. This is in your opponent's shooting phase or the fight phase, just after an enemy unit has selected its targets. One adapted starters unit from your army that was selected as the target of one or more of those attacking units attacks. Until the end of the phase, models in the unit have the feel no pain, fire possibility against mortal wounds and psychic attacks. If the target of the bear has been completed by your army, till the end of the phase, models in the, your unit have the four plus feel no pain ability against uh, psychic attacks instead. Um, the saga of the bear is the um, the, the, the below starting strength yeah. um, character one, yeah. which gets to feel no pain. So when is this activated? So it's your putting shooting phase or the fight phase. So the the terms and conditions on this are a little bit awkward, as in this sequencing, because what you want to do is when your opponent activates their super mortal wound generating. Yeah. Uh, although it's only mortal wounds. Uh, sorry, it's mortal wounds and psychic attacks. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yes. So this is good. It, 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 exactly, it's very good. So, how does how's the application here work? You know, somebody lines up their their wraith knight with their bunch of sixes, and you're like, "Well, do you really want to use your sixes? Because I'm going to activate runic wards." It's used before they roll, right? So, when you're yeah. targeted, you're like, "Oh crap, your wraith knight's about to pick me up." Mm-hmm. Here's a one CP five final pain, and go, "Cool, I'll wait for my second wraith knight." 
on my yes. third late night. Yes. And I'll do my mortals <laughs> on a different unit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly that's exactly what how might happen at the moment. Hopefully, Wraith Knights go up, I don't know, yeah. 700 points, and we don't have this problem. We can have three of them for under 1,000. But uh, is this is this good? I think this is pretty good. It's good because it's also psychic attacks. Mm. So you have attacks from Thousand Suns, you have attacks from Demons, demons you have attacks from Granites. Having a yep. Phenopane against like damage 2, damage 3 psychic attacks is really good on your multi-wound units. Um, I like it a lot. Again, if you can pull off uh, Saga the Beast Slayer, you have a 6 up Phenopane anyways against everything. And then a 5 and then becomes a 4 up Phenopane against both Morals and psychic attacks is really good on big multi-wound units. But... Um, Oh, I like it. I like it. It's I like it. When you yeah. when you're standing in the open and you need a little bit of defensive buffs, this is a for one uh, CP. It's strong. I think it's really good. What's the next one? The next one is Death Howl. So this is used in any fight phase. Doesn't say enemy fight phase. One adept is to start his unit from your army that destroyed one or more enemy units this phase. So after you've done a kill in either fight phase until the end of the phase, each time a model in your unit makes a consolation move, it can move up to six instead of three. Provided you end up the constellation move in unit coherency and within engagement range of one or more enemy units. In addition, if the Saga of Majesty, that's the one where you take your opponent's um, home objective, home objective, then enemy units have to take a battle shock test if they're within six inches. Within six. Yeah. I do not mind that. So you, even if you can't make it onto an objective, because un- unfortunately, unlike really regular consolidate, it doesn't say you can move towards the closest objective. It just says you have to has to be the closest enemy to trigger this one. Um, but even then, you might just slap it down and make everybody take the, the the battle shock, and so much the better. You could turn off the OC anyway. Yes. So really, really cool. And the problem is doing battle shock test in their fight phase is immediately removed in their phase. Yeah. When they just redo it again. Yikes. It'll make it it'll make it easy for you to take stuff off them for the, your end of turn yes. scoring though. Which is which yes. is not nothing, but you're right. It lasts for literally like five seconds and then they get to, to yeah, then it's off again. Um tricky. Tricky. But going from a one CP to go from a three to a six consolidate ain't nothing because the consolidate you is pretty within the engine range. It does, because but it's pretty nuded right now, the consolidate, because you don't get yes. to do it if you can't make base. And well, it, the difference between not being able to make base with a three and not being able to make base with a six is actually pretty is, is a lot different. Is it? Is it base? I thought engagement range is just within an inch. Um, da, 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 da. but the consolidation move says you have to be able to make, or you have to be able to make engagement range to do the consolidation move, right? Right, but engagement range yeah. doesn't require you to base. That's true. You are absolutely correct. It was a pile. I think the pile in or the charge move. Base. Yeah. 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 So yeah, this, this I think this is pretty good. I legitimately think this is not too bad. And it may just catch people out. And makes it just makes it brings a little bit more jank back to that possibly sure. jankless section at the moment. Yeah. Uh, all right. Warrior Pride is up next to one CP. When your command phase, one adeptus status character from your army, select one saga that has not yet been completed by your army till the end of the turn. Models in the character's unit have the benefits of that saga until it has been completed by your army. So that's one CP plus one OC, one CP six up, feel no pain, one CP sustained hits or lethal hits. This is the best one, I think. This is very good. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll get into a debate with the next round as well. But for this one, it's interesting because it's in your command phase, right? So yep. when it's your go turn, you can either have exploding sixes or lethal yep. hits in combat. Or you can go for that extra um, objective control if you want to go hit your opponent's objectives. Um, but then, Ooh. with the pain for the funeral pain, it ends at the end of your turn, so you yeah. won't have the to their turn. I seriously just I just read that and my 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 estimation mm-hmm. plummeted. So you don't get it yeah. through your opponent's shooting phase. It's actually far worse uh, for the six I feel no pain. So you're way better using this to pop up your your damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Like once you go turn one CP exploding sixes. What's interesting is the units have the benefit of the selected saga as if it had been completed by your army. How do you think this interacts with Go for the Throat, where it says if the saga of the Beast Slayer has been completed by your army ooh. until the end of the phase, they get lands? I th- ooh, has yeah, been completed by your army. So it's by your army. So you're, you, it's the right wording to, that makes me believe that you could. Well, how, how 
how how's the Wolf Council feeling about this one? What's the what's the brain trust? Up our minds, man. It's, it's it's tough because it's going to be a TO thing, unfortunately, yeah. regardless of what we think, right? I haven't seen any clarification as to how that works. I have to go through the uh, the commentary again to see if I can find it. But if you have a two CP combo here where you give a unit uh, Saga of the Beast Slayer for lethal hits in combat, and then you do another CP for go through the throat, you now have uh, plus one a wound, plus one AP, and six is auto wound. Yeah, really good. That is a good. That is a good pop off combo. Like you just need to get a job done. Slap down the CP. It just happens for you. Yeah. Uh, my rating yeah. is and uh, being generous to the space wolves, I think you should be able to do it. There's we no, need it, people. There's, Give I, us a I, break. That ain't no. That ain't no storm of fire. Like game breaking desolator combo. That's a melee unit. Do it, getting yeah. guaranteeing a job done for two CP. That is very reasonable yeah. to me. That that that, that is yeah. that, that could be interpreted that way. Um, yeah. All right, last one. Uh, Relentless assault one CP. When your movement phase is just after an adventure starters unit from your army makes a fallback or advance move, that adventure starters unit to the end of the turn, your unit is eligible to shoot even though it fell back or advanced this phase. I'm sorry, or advanced this phase. If the saga of the warrior born has been completed by your army, to the end of the turn, your unit can also is also eligible to declare a charge. So, if you've gotten which one done for the warrior born is killed character. a character in combat. Yeah, so advance and charge if you've killed a character. Yeah. Yes, but with warrior pride just above it, do you, if you benefit from that saga as if the army completed it, yeah. you can do one CP um, uh, exploding sixes. Yep. By saying that you have completed that saga and then one CP advance and charge. Mm, I man, yeah, I think these are cool. These are cool combos. I like them. I think it's cool. I think it's cute. They are two I, CP combos, which makes yeah. it tricky. There's a couple of ways of doing uh, free strats as well. Correct. Yeah, correct. You just add, a, you know, these one probably just slapping a captain in the units yeah. uh, to be the character that goes and gets these things done and then makes these CP combos uh, work. But yeah, once again. Yeah. Maybe some pumping of the brakes, or make sure you definitely ask your TOs uh, what their interpretation is before you make yes. any assumptions there. But <laughs> I, your list this will work. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Um, all right, on to the enhancements, mates. What's the first one? The Pelt of the Bell Wolf. Adapt to Astartes model only. So enhancements can only go on unnamed characters, so no epic heroes. Yep. So these are just your generic characters. At the start of the fight phase, so any fight phase, each enemy unit that is within engagement range of the bearer, the model, must take a Battleshock test. This is cool, like on a big base model, like a Wolf Lord on Thunderwolf. Yep. You get charged or charged. Everyone that is within engagement range, not base, so an inch, uh, takes a, a Battleshock test. I like, I like this. I think it's pretty cool. I don't think it's a... I'm not sure if I would take it in every army, but I think there's some build-arounds, some defensive build-arounds. Yeah, people trying to charge you, charge off objectives or try and yeah. OC you off objectives by charging you and just be like, well, take the battle shock. You know, you might be charging on with OC zero, baby, and <laughs> this one character yeah. just holds it over you. That could be pretty exactly. cute. Uh, next one is yeah. the Black Death. Um, Adept Studies model only. The bearer's melee weapons have the anti-monster and anti-vehicle 4-plus abilities. Now, are there any... So, straight up, are there any characters that can take a Thunder Hammer? Yes. Cool. Okay, we got a combo. So, on, on a 4-plus to, to wound a monster or a vehicle, they just do the mortals. They pop off right. the dead wounds. That's pretty yeah. cute. It's also cool because you still get Oath of Moment as your army rules. Of course. You do get to zero wounds as well. Mm-hmm. So that that is, you get your five attacks, you get your five hits, your three, four wounds. That's eight mortals that you can do on average yeah. to a monster or vehicle. Kind of cool. That helps nice. with uh, Beast Slayer, right? So trying to For kill sure. a monster or vehicle. Absolutely. It, help, it helps a lot, actually. Um, what is that? We might unpack it in part two, what that's going to be best on. But can a, a, yeah. a, a Thunderlord take a Thunderhammer? Yeah. I go less ready for you. That's uh, that's that's my take. I reckon. All right. Uh, what's the next one? Wolf tail talisman. Adeptus Astarius model. Each time an attack is allocated, subtract one from the damage. So this is both in combat and shooting. Don't hate it. Cool. You sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, it could help a character survive long enough to get to like the one or two wounds required to get the saga, right? True. 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 Rather than just getting D6 plus two'd off by a, a yeah. freaking melter gun. Um, and this applies to devastating wounds as well, it right? Because you modify the yes. damage 
before it gets converted to before morals. it gets converted that is being confirmed in the uh in the, so that's, the commentary that's nice. that's nice it's nice yep all right last one is frost weapon um the bear's melee weapons have the precision ability so the bear yeah and the strength and ap characteristic of those weapons are improved by a one um i mean that looks good precision yeah. in melee is okay um strength and ap increase that's not bad at all i mean because like you said ap in melee has generally gone down so yeah. getting a little bit back then, you, you have to strap for plus one AP, exactly right? um, yeah AP, two ap4 four power fists ap4 thunder hammers that sounds pretty nice yeah oh yeah with uh strength nine as well which is uh yeah. actually is actually a bit of a break point with a lot yeah. of the, the strength eights uh, sorry toughness eight toughness nines um all of these benefit a single character there's nothing here that's a force multiplier which is a little annoying yeah <laughs> There's no uh, bolted discipline. Is that what you were looking for? That's what well, I was looking for. Anything that would actually benefit any character. It's Thirty-six in combat plus one one for the unit. Nah, man. Nothing. None of that. We're, they're, they're here for their own glory. Here for yourselves. Exactly. Uh, yeah, these are all a little disheartening. Not like, and generally none of them. None of them are awful. But none of them scream to me. I must take this one. Yes. Um, I think maybe Black Death is the one I like the most because generally speaking, melee is really bad into vehicles. So having some melee that is very good into vehicles could be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's your take? Which ones do you do you pick if you go on here? Yeah. So for me, it's more I wouldn't build to put these in because you're putting characters anyways. You won't struggle to find models to put these on. Especially with Wargear being free, like you can pick if you want Thunder Hammers, if you want Claws yep. or whatever. Yep. So that won't be an issue. For me, it's the because there isn't granularity as to how to build squads as either min squad or max squad. When you build your list, you might have 30, 50 points left over. That's when you decide to throw in like a Cyberwolf or one of these upgrades. Fair, fair, fair. Now, everybody needs to, this, this is the first one we're going to be asking you to raise your glass and pour one out for the Belt of Russ. Which, for the first time in two editions, is not present as part of as one of these. Maybe it's coming in the codex. Maybe who knows? But that, my assumption was, if you had to said, Adam, what's one thing that's going to be in the uh, the Space Wolves uh, index? I'd be like, the Pelt of Russ will be there, and instead of giving fights last night, it'll give fights first or something to yeah. the unit, which I thought would have been freaking sick. So everyone pull one out, Pelt of Russ. Maybe it's back in the codex, but never heard of it right now. Here's here's my theory. Because yep. Armor of Ross has been taken out, mm -hmm. Neiman Ross is coming back. Oh, he's taking his belt back. He's, he's like, give me that. Back, baby. <laughs> I love it. I want That's that my to be theory. The That's the only thing that lets me go to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we've we've broken down what you get to to if you want to be a special spicy uh, space wolf, you know, space Viking and play with their detachment. Um you're probably just taking the Gladius, yeah? Unless you really, really want to be thematic. Correct. Yeah. Uh, everything I read there was just saying, hey, take the Gladius. Hey, probably take yeah. the Gladius. Hey, mate, do you really want to take this? Or would you like to take the Gladius? And, yeah. Gladius also has the uh, the Lance one, right? So mm -hmm. if you're going to the So I would, oh, everything we've read, I would prefer to have once per game advance and charge than any of the stuff we've read. Correct. And that's just a tip of the iceberg for what you get there. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's all it's all pretty ordinary. Um, yeah. And like we said, there's nothing in there that's a force multiplier. Yeah. Literally, just any one doctrine of the Gladius is is better than almost the entire package of the Space Wolves detachment. Yeah. Unfortunately, but let's, not, right, let's not get too grim, right? Because no, um, no, the not. first time ever, you can now take all of the Space Wolves characters together. That's, that's true. Right? No more successor <laughs> crap. Dude, you could just could you just take an army of just the special characters? So do the in part two, we're going to do the points for if you added up just all the special characters because there are a Let's lot. Do it. Let's and, do it. It, it, and what army would that make for you? Uh, that would be freaking hilarious. But we're going to in, in lieu of going through every single data sheet because, like we said on a said a probably numerous podcast by the time you're listening to this we ain't got that kind of time and you guys have got better things to do with your time than listen to man read data sheet because it is quite dry we're going to go to jaime's mm -hmm. biggest winners and losers mate where are we going to go first so let's start with the champion himself logan grimnar right for on the, the slate, first the time both both right so on foot he, he's identical both on foot on the sleigh it just changes his move characteristics and what units he can join his rules are the exact same and his rules are pretty cool. 
Um, in combat, there's various sources of rerolls. Mm-hmm. And his ability, Hiking of Fenris, once per battle in your charge phase, you can activate this ability. If you do, you get army-wide reroll charges and army-wide reroll hits in combat. Pretty so, cool for your group. And, of course, when you couple that with your go turn of advance and charge from the Gladius, it's a, such a multiplier. When yes. you, uh, you advance, then you re-roll your charges after the advance. Uh, and, yeah. of course, uh, in addition, each time this model destroys an enemy unit, you gain one CP. I wish it said each time this model's unit, because each time this model destroys, it can be hard to do. Uh, yeah. But I, I like him. The only thing I always loll about with Logan is that in all the years of his life, because he's he's hundreds of years old, he's been yeah. unable to find anything better than a regular uh, Stormbolter. That's all he's yeah. got, maybe. <laughs> no massive of Stormbolter, no time <laughs> of rust, nothing. Just a Stormbolter. It's all the all the armories of Fenris, and he's just like not just a single bogo standard. I love it so much. Uh, in combat, though, he's pretty beasty. He's got a sweep attack, ten attacks, hitting on twos at six, negative two, one, or the big sweeps, which is six attacks at eight, two, three. So he is pretty poppy in combat. I do poppy, think he's right? alright, and a six six more attacks from his two little wolfies at uh, five, one, one. So he goes off. How many points does he set you back? So he points wise, Logan Grimnar on foot is one forty five. Ooh, uh, yeah, that's and on pretty... sledge is two thirty five. Ooh, the the sledge is a lot more. It's ninety. It's what ninety ish points for the sleigh. Yeah. How do you feel about it? The sleigh's T six. I don't know what. Yeah, he's T five usually. You only get one more toughness thing on the sleigh. You yeah. do get double the wounds, though. You go from 6 to 12 wounds. Yeah, and a 10-inch move is nice because then you have the advance and charge from the Gladius. Correct. You with some Thunderwolf cavalry. Mm-hmm. But what you said was really interesting with him having to kill an enemy unit. Mm. Because he's important, you're not going to put him with a small squad of uh, Thunderwolf cavalry. It's yeah. going to be a big unit of Thunderwolf cavalry. Mm-hmm. And those hit hard. So I don't know if he's ever going to be able to activate after the Thunderwolf cavalry unless you go into something really big. Well, yeah, all really small and use him first, right? You go into like, sure, you know, sure, sure, sure. five scouts and just punk him with Logan. That seems yeah, pretty doable. Using a 500 point unit to go kill five scouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. And then just stand open mouthed in front of the desolate as you walk out from the ruin with, <laughs> with oath of moment on the unit. <laughs> but yeah, you got your CP. You showed them. <laughs> Yay. Yay. And right. there's, there's some combos that we can talk in part two that make him really interesting. Um, but that's some list building stuff that would be really cool in part two, I think. Because there's Man. little things you can do to even make him even more killy. So I have never seen, I've never played against Logan Grimnar on the sleigh. I have against Mark Perry. He died turn one. That's pretty much what I'd expect to happen. Uh, but yeah, I've, and it's a shame, man. It's pretty much the only chapter master that do, doesn't see play. Asriel's everywhere. Um, Dante's everywhere. Like so many other of these named venerable, been around forever chapter masters are, are, are in competitive lists. And Logan has just never been there. So I would be very happy if he was this one. Yeah. Uh, what's so the next I think he came out stronger than past editions. It's just so tricky to play such a big model in such a killy meta, right? So, yeah. tricky. If he had lone operative... Dude, that's what I expected. I expected him to have lone operative near Wolves or something. Like near, yeah. like Fenris and Wolves or Thundercalf. So cool. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that would have been my assumption. Because I honestly, you can't picture that, that, that model joining a unit. And I still can't. Oh. But um, either way, it is what it is, mate. What's the next starter shit you want to go to? Let's do Bjorn, right? Because if we're oh, going to do epic yes. heroes, it doesn't get more epic than Bjorn. Well, I actually think Bjorn's pretty good. But he doesn't have lone operative. So he's a Dreadnought. You better know that if you're a Space Wolves fan. And he's T9, 2-up save, which is great in this meta. 8 wounds, which is not ideal. And then 8-inch move, which is pretty good. And he has a 5-up feel-no-pain ability. So being T9 with a 2-up and a 5-up feel-no-pain mm-hmm. is tanky. Then... Uh, he has half damage. Half damage. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half that's right. That's freaking right. dude. Half damage with a two up and feel no pain. Five up. This guy is way tankier than he appears. Like he might as well yes. have pseudo sixteen wounds. Uh, is really really good. What's his uh, last ability? Ancient tactician. Vect. When your opponent uses mm. a battle round uh, oh. a stratagem once per battle, you can increase the cost by one. 
So that's really strong now that CP is very scarce and there's pretty big CP combos out there. It's Absolutely. pretty cool. You slap that thing down on Overwatch the second your opponent even thinks about hurting your stuff in, in, in your turn. You just bang, pay the tax. And now we know also that I believe it's been confirmed, and please forgive me if I'm wrong, that this will override the, the zeroing of uh, a, a strategy. Oh. So apparently it goes to zero and then you pay the one. So if, it was, so if it was a 2CP strat, your captain goes puts it down to zero, but then you pay one for it if you've used something like this on it. Please forgive me if I'm wrong. That was, a, that was something somebody else told me. So if they're, you know, I'll blast them if you guys blast me. So we can have a nice little, you know, nice. so, so the great circle of life in our <laughs> hobby community. Um, I actually don't mind the Hellfrost cannon uh, for, the, for the, the equipment. What do you like putting on Beyond? So multi melter, eighteen range, not long enough. Like it's not, it's yeah. you're not gonna get to shoot it. Twin last cannon, only being one shot, not great. Not great. Assault cannon, AP zero, heavy not flamer, great. whatever. Never so yeah, it's between the heavy plasma or the Hellfrost, the damage five single shot is cool mm-hmm. um, because I don't really want to take the hazardous damage on him. Yeah. Even though it gets halved, and then you get the feeling of pain. It's it's dangerous, right? Like you don't want this guy getting chipped in your own turn before he gets blown up by your Correct. Opponent. Yeah, correct. I, I don't mind the uh the Hellfrost because funnily enough that gives him an over it makes him an overwatch option within twelve. Because it's uh yep. it's it's torrent uh D six strength six minus one two damage. It's actually a pretty good flamer um, yep. at twelve inches or the thirty six inch range, you know, single shot. He's not he's pretty good in combat as well. I wish he had a sweep profile, but still he's got six attacks at strength twelve minus two three damage. And we've also we've already seen a couple of ways to get that AP higher uh, with lethal yes. hits. Yeah, the damage I I would have thought that True Claw has always been a really strong weapon with like D six plus two damage or whatever. Like flat three damage feels a little weaker. It does. Um, but the strength 12 is a really nice breaking point. And he pops in at 220. Oh, he's more than I thought he'd be. Um, yeah. I, I thought, I'd hoped he'd be around the 180, 190 mark, yeah. but yeah, 220 is not going to break the bank, but you're not going to feel overjoyed about it. Yeah. All right, what's next? I think the coolest upgraded character is now Ulrich the Slayer. This is our named chaplain, chaplain right? What so, a- one of the best models, the iconic uh, canine ch- uh, yes. chaplain helmet. Love it so much. Ultimate wolf, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This guy is dope. So he is only T4, four wounds with a three up, four up. He does have the six up, you pain. Defensively, he's going to die to anything, but he has two really cool abilities. So first is Slayer Oath. While this model is leading a unit, at the start of the fight phase, select one enemy unit with an engagement, engagement range. So this is either fight phase uh, when you've charged or been charged until the end of the phase, each time a model in this model's unit makes a melee attack that targets that enemy unit, reroll the hit roll of one and reroll the mm. wound roll of one. Rerolls are really scarce. It's really yeah. cool that you get a couple rerolls there, especially for maintaining your damage like a consistent level. And if that enemy unit you selected is a character, vehicle, or monster, until the end of the phase, each time a model in this unit makes an attack, that targets that character of your color monster, you reroll all hits and reroll all wounds. It's so pretty spicy, man. This strength high volume units mm-hmm. into really punchy missiles, and it's really cool. Uh, then his second one is the Wolf Helm of Rust, which gives uh, to start his units within six, a leadership characteristic of five. So yes. really, you know, quite unlikely to break. Uh, the only thing I think holds him back is the units he can join, which is Blood yeah. Claws, Grey Hunters, Long Fangs, and Wolf Guard. What do you think is the best option there? Blood Claws, because you can go to 15 mans Ooh, and yeah. with yeah. like 45 attacks with a couple special units mm-hmm. in there and characters like, it's a lot of attacks, rerolling hits, and rerolling wounds. You spend the CP four plus one a wound. Now you wound almost ev- everything in the game on fives yeah. with rerolling wounds, with sustained hits, lethal hits, whatever full combo you want to do. It's volume of attacks with mass rerolls. Yep. It lets you hit targets that aren't your oath targets. I was about to say, it's a pseudo yeah. it's a pseudo melee oath of moment. He only exactly. costs you 85 points as well. Yeah. I think he's, he's yeah. a bit of a value pick. Yeah, I like him. All right, next one. And I think there's there's a hundred characters. Um, the is. last character on food that I would want to cover is Ragnar. I agree, he, man. He delivers. He, he delivers. Does. He's, I here, love him. he's here to slap around, right? 
so pretty much a basic captain stat line. Toughness four, three, three up save, uh, five wounds, four up involved. In combat, he's got sustained hits one with eight attacks hitting on twos. At strength six, AP three, two damage. When one CP goes to AP four, and he just goes straight through a unit of space marines, um, which is quite nice. What's his special abilities? So his special abilities are Warhow, which is, uh, I think, the only source of advance and charge in Space Wolves if you're not doing Gladius. So his unit can advance and charge. And then Battle Blast. Each time this model ends a charge move until the end of the turn, add two to the attacks and strength characteristics of this model's Frostfang. So he's now eight attacks, strength eight, AP three, two damage. So, sorry, he's Uh, ten ten attacks. attacks. Yeah. Yeah. 10 attack, strength 8, AP 3, 2 damage. That is the that is a hell of a sweet profile he's got. Oh, wait, it's yes. not. <laughs> With uh, sustained hits 1. <laughs> yeah, uh, he can join... Uh, wow, interesting. So he's the Primaris model, but he can still join Wolfguard, Bloodclaws, and Greyhunters, in addition yeah. to Assault, Intercessors, Bladeguard, and Intercessors. He's the first Primaris unit I've seen that can join non-Primaris units still. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really flexible. Yeah. yeah. What's your pick there, by the way? Where would you put so, it? I would have thought Bladeguard, but unfortunately, hitting on threes is just not great. So, I would probably go like a blick, big block of uh, uh, Blood Claws. Yep, yep. Or maybe a big block of Assault Intercessors. Something with a high volume yep. that's going to just push through a target. I like that a lot. All right, give us some of the uh, more basic data sheets because, dear Lord, we didn't even yeah. cut out, cover half the special characters. There's two more characters, but we'll leave that for part two because those are part of the lists that I'm yeah, building. Sure. Easy. So uh, data sheets, blood claws. So these are cool because their special rule is Berserker Charge. When you make a charge, add plus one attack and plus one strength. Nice. So your star is Chain Swords, although we only have three attacks compared to the four that most people have. You still get to that four, and you go to strength five, AP one, one damage. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, so... Go ahead. What's the loadout like? Like, how many special weapons can you have? Can you give them many, you know, how many power mm-hmm. fists and things like that can you fit in there? Yeah, so you can go from 10 to 15 models, and then the sergeant can take a power fist or power weapon, and then for up to two guys, regardless of the size of the of the squad can take special weapons. So flamers, grav gun, meltagon, plasma. In terms of like power fists scattered in the squad, only the sergeant can take it. You can add battle leaders to the squad to add an extra thunder hammer or um power fist. Yep. But it's it's cool because the plus one attack and strength applies to models in the units that will apply to the characters. So if so you go Ragnar in here, you have those eleven uh, attacks Ranked, uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> what a savage! And of course, yeah, this really this cool. this unit takes a one a one CP plus one AP like a freaking champ. Going to like four yes. attacks each at strength five minus two is legitimately really good. With um, close one wound. Yeah, I don't I don't need to tell you guys at home if you played a couple of games, but getting out of the strength four bracket and not wounding any vehicle on the game on a six. So legitimately, every freaking transport, you're winning on a six with a strength four gun now, a strength four attack. Yeah. As soon as you get out of the strength four band, like it's a whole new freaking world. So I'm, I'm there exactly. for that a lot. I think it's great. Exactly. So points-wise, they cost 140 for 10 or 210 for 15, right? So they're 14 points a model, Sheep. which is not bad. Dude, two wounds uh, with a three-up save for seven points a wound at toughness four. That's great. And yeah. OC, OC two OC as well. Two. Yeah. I like him, man. I like him a lot. Yeah. So I like him. Uh, Grey Hunters, nah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I looked at Grey Hunters and I was like, ugh. Like, yeah. what? Ta- you you got to take units of 10. You can't even take small units of 5. Exactly. Like, you're just ta- you're tack Marines. And I'm sorry to say, this ain't, ain't your era. It ain't it, man. It Wolf ain't guard it. guard right after them. Again, uh, with uh, weapons, guys. We're just going to have to wait. So legit. So even worse than fake hard fits because they can't even take jump packs anymore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it sucks so Very much. What, what really, what just hurts my feelings is that the picture of the wolf guard is a guy with a thunder hammer and a storm shield. And nah, that thunder hammer, heirloom <laughs> weapon, baby. <laughs> just, yeah. just never heard <laughs> thunder, of it. It's thunder just, hammers being one damage is a little bit of yeah. a trend in this codex. It's so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, it's not a thunder hammer. It's a stick. It's just a stick. It's, it's just an imagination. Uh, it sucks so bad. Um, what's next? Um, you mentioned Wolfguard Terminators. Let's go through yeah. those. 
I don't hate them. So they got the the same buff as all other ter- so the same abilities as all other terminators. As in, like they ignore the modifiers to weapon skill, bliss skill, and the hit roll and stuff. And if you're attacking the open moment target, you get plus one to hit, which I think. It's fine. It's decent ability. Um, what I was going to ask you: Do they still have all the customization options that they had before? Like, could you could you really go down the rabbit hole of picking exactly um, what you need for the meta? Yes. So basically, any model can switch its power fist and storm bolter for um, and replace them with any two of the following: storm bolter, combi weapon, chain fist, power fist, power weapon, thunder hammer, storm shield. So you can nice. do any lore that you want. You can't take double combi weapon, um, but you can do. <laughs> You can do any any loadout you want, dude. I actually like the idea of the combi weapons on them because the you, you know using oath of moment and then no one's being able to because one of the biggest issues with the combi weapons is you hit them on usually they hit on fours with combi weapons. Yep. Uh, yes, you also hit on fours. So, but with the wolf guard, nobody can make you hit on fives. No popping of smoke. Right. No nothing because that's what kind of unplanned to do against them like they try and mortal me out well i'll try and make you hit me on fives and then you know you probably don't do much but always hitting on fours being able to deep strike them into rapid fire range with the combo weapons into an oath of moment target so they get to hit on threes with the combo weapons sounds okay yeah oh yeah so the the sad part is we did lose our cyclone missile launcher storm shield thunder hammer guy yeah yeah now if you want to take a cyclone missile launcher assault cannon you have to switch out the combat weapon as well. Correct, correct. Uh, what do you think is the best uh, melee weapon to chuck on these guys? Just roll with the fist or the chain fist? Mm, good question. Um, yeah, I don't actually know because you could just you could just roll with just thunder hammer combi weapon, I guess. So, assuming you're charging your oath of moment target because you want the plus one to hit, it makes chain fist and thunder hammers really interesting because you then hit on threes. Correct. Uh, but with no rerolls. It's tricky, right? Like maybe you want the power fist to hit on twos. Like it's, I, I don't know yet. I don't know what the meta is going to require. I don't know what the best loadout's going to be. Uh, maybe a mix would be pretty good if you're taking ten man bricks. That could be interesting. Could be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Hands of Morkai is up next, and we're already moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I wonder what G Double ha- will have to do to make that unit good. Like honestly, man, we might want to stay. On Hounds of Morkai, because the next one is Wolfen, and oh, I'm really not oh. ready to talk about that. Yeah, let's go back to the Hounds of Morkai. Let's. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this is the second point where everyone should be raising their glass and pouring one out, because I I got to tell you, man, since um I think it was was it seventh edition when Wolfen came out. I think it was seventh edition when Wolfen came out. Um, G Dub has they've it's, it's just always been the unit that I feel like G Dub's always worried about it being broken. Like they're always worried about Wolfen being too good, and so they either they can only make them OP or trash tier garbage. There's only ever been two variants of Wolfen, um, right? Because like you can't be like you can only take Wolfen if you have a chaplain in the army, or your Wolfen has to stay within six of the chaplain kind of thing. Yes, yeah. there's ways to limit them, man. Law wise, mm. I don't know, man. Yeah, I agree, um, but. They they suck so bad. <laughs> oh my god, uh, they're not expensive. Uh, I, think no. they're tw- I think they're twenty points a model. Did I remember that right? I think less. Uh, five models is a hundred points. So yeah, twenty points a yeah, model. Uh, which is toughness five. Only a four up save, but two wounds. Uh, zero OC. No OC to be had here. They will feel no yeah. pain. Six plus, and no matter what weapon you give them, they are f- uh, strength five, rend one, one damage. <laughs> Just yeah. sweet, merciful Lord. They don't do shit. And so, yes, uh, I, did you, someone asked GW on Facebook, and GW responded saying, no, it wasn't a mistake. You now get to choose between lots of attacks with the claws or more sustainability with the hammer and shield. So you get to pick which one you want. Both are crap. Both aren't worth it, but no. you get to pick. But you get to pick. <laughs> Yay! Thank you. So happy the giant douche and turd sandwich of, is in full effect. Uh, some I, I have genuinely liked the look of some of the dreads. Um, mm-hmm. Like having a dreadnought with a four plus invulnerable save, six I feel no pain, like the wolf and dreads and stuff like that. Are there any of the, the space force specific dreads that are worth it? So if fixed, Murderfang. Because Murderfang. Has an ability, so he has a T9 two up with a six up funeral pain, and he has an ability that says each time he's attacked, either shooting or combat, he gets to retaliate. So either shoot back Ooh. or fight back. Sick. Right now, core rules say units can only ever fight once. So again, as a TO thing, 
His rule says every time he gets slapped, he slaps back. Well, being shot by him is, ain't going to hurt so much with his heavy no. flavor and his storm bolter. But yeah, like getting slapped back, if he gets to, you know, you charge him with two units, one of them fights, doesn't kill him, and he fights back, and then he fights again. Like, ooh, that's a uh, spicy yeah. meatball, spicy meatball. If, you what's charge he, him into like five or six different units, like guard squads and intercessors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to fight you, and you just go. Bah, 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 that's bah, that's bah. a bad bad time. Uh, so the murder claws are twin linked. He's got eighty ta- eight attacks, only hitting on threes, but strength fourteen minus two three damage. That three damage again, which is interesting. I think it's more befitting the claws of yeah. murder fang than uh, Bjorn. But uh, true. than true claw, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I mean, hilarious twin linked at strength fourteen. I mean, <laughs> uh, ain't only yeah. going to come up against vehicles, but and yeah. monsters. Unfortunately, no lone operative, so very hard to get him mm-hmm. into combat. You can um, uh, rapid ingress him. Yep. Which is a cool way to do it. Ooh, I just realized, so he has no damage reduction and no invuln. So it's just, you just oh. ride in that two plus armor. Yep. Yikes. Yikes. How many points will he run you? Also expensive, uh, 190. Oh, he doesn't, sh- like, at least Bjorn shoots a gun. Um, yeah. Yeah, yikes. It, well, yeah. Bjorn has half damage for 10 more points. <laughs> he does. Wow, he does. Holy crap. Um, all right. Thunderwolf Cav. Can we please have Thunderwolf Cav back in the game? Tell me. That's that's a question for part two, I think. <laughs> I, oh, oh, that's a good one. Well, give us your... Yeah. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. So they're three models for 100 points, so they're 93... So they're, sorry, they're 33.5 points each or some crazy yeah. crap. Um some wild, wild distinction. Um, each time they make a charge move until the end of the turn, add one to the damage characteristic of melee weapons equipped by this unit. And but they only yeah. have only have freaking heirloom weapons now. Well, yeah, heirloom weapons sucks, but they also have the crushing ceiling claws, and it's Correct. all weapons. So all of these go to damage two, and any characters attached that join them get plus one damage. There it is. There's the spicy meatball. So wait a second. Yeah. Logan's an animal with this unit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Logan's a baller. Yeah. Damn. All right. All right. Yeah, fair. Fair. He's got uh, one of the, he, has, he, he has one of the best sweeps in the game. There are so few multi-damage sweeps. Um, yeah. And people are going out of their way to find them. So there, there you go. There's one of them. All right. Uh, one more data sheet, mate. Mm, do we touch the... Flyers? I'm not a big fan of flyers. Me either. I think they... uh, Yeah, well, I think flyers in general suck this edition. But hey, if they look good to you, I'm down. No. um, (laughs) No, 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 they don't. No. no. (laughs) As you mentioned, the Dreadnoughts are cool because they have four-up invons and they're 2-9 with a 2-up. So those are very viable. Mm -hmm. What is not viable is our one-wound scouts. (laughs) I I hope that is a mistake. I really pray and hope that is a mistake, mate, because it just does not make sense to me. No. It's tough, man. So yeah. I think I think there's interesting stuff here. There's very fluffy lists you can make. And uh, we're definitely going to dive into that in part two. It's um, character smash and trying to get into combat in a shooty meta. <laughs> yeah, trying to close the distance at the right times. Yeah. Um, calling your shot is going to be big. Like you're almost calling a war because you're going to be in the you're going to be in the gladius and you're going to slap down that advanced charge in your command phase and mm-hmm. just kind of send it. Um, but it's insane that you still have all the same benefits that a marine army has. You still have oath of moment with access to desolated marines and the other yes. really powerful things inside that core book. So yeah. there's still a lot to like about the space walls. And man, there are like we unpacked quite a few spicy characters that I'm pretty yes. excited about well, seeing yeah. seeing. The, just seeing Bjorn and Logan on the back on the table would bring me a lot of personal joy. And together, right? Like in the same list, you really yeah. Want to do it. That's too, that's like the two geriatrics of the forty first millennium just hanging out, to, to kicking ass and taking names. I love it completely. <laughs> um, so, in the competitive lexicon, mate, if you were to put these guys in the in the in our regular conventional tiers, where would you put them in? Like the the D, the D to S tier. D to S tier ranking for Space Wolves. Are we doing push the competitive or play Space Wolves? Because like you can go, here's Logan with 30 Desolators and three Gladiators and whatever, right? So it's, are we trying to keep it Space Wolf-y or are we doing Marines with a Space Wolf character? Well, so I th- well, it's a com- it's a competitive show, right? So it's probably the best possible list you can do with Space Wolves. Where does it sit? Uh, bottom of B, top of C. 
bottom of B, sorry, bottom of B, top of C. Yeah. So they're still <laughs> Marines, they still have damage. It's just yep. the really cool combos are combat. And if you're not going to do those, do a different chapter. Fair. That is fair. Um, I was going to put them in A tier. I was probably going to put them top, top of B, bottom of A. Um, really? I, th- I think most of the Marines end up around the A tier, uh, especially the the uh, the Death Watch, the Ultramarines, stuff like that. I mean, I think yeah. I think the best Marines, which I think personally is Death Watch, could be in the S tier with with Eldar. Yeah. Uh, maybe obviously below Eldar. Eldar is like if there was an S plus tier, Eldar is up there. But um, yeah. yeah, I do think they're up there. Like of just any Marines, I don't think I don't think a Marine can be outside B tier probably. Which I, I yeah, just just because you're, you're the basic formula of the army of just be like, you use oath well, shoot tessellated marines and whirlwinds, cool win, wins win a bunch of games anyway. Um, yeah, it's but, probably just yeah, there as a fallback no, for sure, for sure. But that that's just not space wolves. It's right? re- it's really not, mate. You're you're absolutely right. It's really not whirlwinds and desolators is like man. Um, yeah, Snorfest. Anyway, on that note, we will wrap this up and go over and record part two. We're going to unpack uh, Jaime's spicy, spicy, wolfy, wolfy lists. The wolf time is nigh. And uh, yeah, hopefully you will join us. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Um, hopefully we're giving you some hope for your Space Wolf armies out there. And yes, there is still some hope for a flavorful, a flavorful list. Um, yes. cer- certainly for many of the Space Marine factions. And hell, most of the factions in the game hopefully can still have a very flavorful list rather than just unga-bungering, windmill slamming, you know, the best indirect you can get for the points. Exactly. All right, mate. Uh, thank you very much. We'll see you on the other side. And uh, say goodnight. Let's do it. Good night, boys. Thank you for listening to Art of War Down Under. A content review podcast for Warhammer 40k. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.